0: This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Equipment Defender. Check out the racks that stop theft in its tracks with trimmer racks available in two, three, and four trimmer configurations, backpack blower racks that fit any size, make, and model of backpack blower, and many other racks available for the tools and equipment needed for your lawn care or landscaping business. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Equipment Defender. And listen to this, guys. If you use coupon code LCBS10 at the checkout, you'll save 10% off your order. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host. Julio Tomei. Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host Julio Tomei and this is episode number 186 entitled all about brining, salting, and plowing. An interview with Dan Albrecht from Village Lawn Service. Well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and of course for the questions the comments and feedback that you guys send through and those all important iTunes reviews. I really do appreciate those of you that have been uh, submitting those iTunes reviews. Uh, On a uh, side note about the podcast, I know a lot of you guys listen to the podcast uh, through uh, Apple's uh, podcast player. Uh, A lot of you guys uh, are listening through SoundCloud, uh, through Stitcher Radio, through Google Play, and uh, many other uh, podcast uh, player apps uh, as well. And I'm happy to announce that the podcast is now also officially available, uh, with all of its back catalog and all previous episodes, uh, now on Spotify. So you can now uh, also listen to the podcast, uh, on Spotify as well. If that's your preferred, uh, you know, listening method for uh, all of your other audio. So, uh, just, uh, something that was on uh, a checklist to do that. I just never got around to, uh, uh figuring out, uh, how to, uh, submit the podcast. To spotify but it's done and uh, just another uh, great way for you guys to listen uh, so this week's uh, episode uh, is a value-packed jam-packed episode particularly if you've been thinking of uh, doing winter services in your lawn care business if you've been thinking about snow plowing uh or salting or more specifically uh doing salt brining and doing uh, pre-treatment uh sort of services and after uh, event sort of uh, treatments uh so this uh episode it was uh, just value packed uh just picking Dan's brain uh with all of that uh information with his uh you know more than uh, 10 years experience uh providing winter services in his business just a reminder to all of you guys that uh this uh, interview episode is also available in video form on my YouTube channel so if you want to actually see uh some of uh me and Dan's crazy antics uh <laughs> it was a great time uh, interviewing him and uh the video uh, version is another great way to enjoy the podcast as well. If you head on over there don't forget to hit that uh like button and hit that subscribe button as well. So I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and then we'll get into uh, this week's interview episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you, so why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible now back to the show all right so i'd like to welcome dan albrecht from village lawn service for the second time to the podcast uh if you uh, haven't heard his initial uh, interview episode it was number 98 about two years ago Woo-hoo. where we talked all about uh dan's uh, lawn care business journey and how he got into lawn care hey dan how's it going
1: It's another glorious day here in the great state of Minnesota. Just uh, thanks to be top three, top three to be on this podcast again for the second time. I have to think of what I can do to get on for the third or, yeah, the third time.
0: There you go. That's awesome. Uh, Fantastic. So a few weeks ago, I was uh, posting on Instagram and I, I. put a picture about uh, some salt brine stripes that were on the road and uh, that the city had come by and done. And I uh, just put the question out there, if, you know, who does this and, you know, how's it work and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you chimed in saying that you do it. And I said, hey, you know, I'll have to get you on the podcast one day to talk about it. Uh, maybe next year when it gets closer. And you're like, every time, any time is a good time to talk about salt brine. <laughs>
1: That's true. true. Anytime is good to talk about snow, or uh, (laughs) I mean, because you know, granted, this this episode now is in February, but uh, you know, for next year, everybody can think about it for next year because you always want to have that one step up on your competition, and you know, be able to do stuff better than anybody else.
0: Yeah, and I started thinking about that uh, because of the timing, and then uh, I thought exactly of that. Going, you know, what it's actually probably perfect timing because then it's out there. And uh, if somebody, uh, you know, rather than wait till uh, October next year or something like that, if somebody's already thinking about this in August and trying to make some plans and make some things, then hey, this information is already out there and it's ready for them to consume and listen to and uh, start, uh, you know, making those purchases and things that they need. So Mm -hmm. um, like I said, this episode will be mainly focused on The snow removal part. But for those who didn't listen to your first uh, episode, uh, maybe tell us a bit about yourself and your business.
1: So, my name is Dan Albrecht. I am one of three owners at uh, Village Lawn Service in the great state of Minnesota. Uh, Since our last, uh, we bought a building. So now we're that one step up. But uh, I uh, really quick about myself Uh, at 14, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer and I crushed it. No big deal. And then I enlisted. And then I enlisted in the Marine Corps when I was what twenty one, something like that. Hit a roadside bomb in two thousand seven. So uh, and now you know, with my brother and wife, we're a veteran family-owned uh, company servicing the Saint Paul, West Saint Paul, Mendota Heights areas of uh, the great state of Minnesota. Actually, technically any state I'm in is a great state, even, you know, the great state of Canada or the great state of (laughs) Florida or actually, yeah, but we're, we're a full service lawn care, uh, landscape, uh, snow removal and fertilizing company where we just, you know, we, you know, we, we just tried to be the best that we can be, I guess.
0: Awesome. So just for those, uh, listening that may have not, uh, you heard uh, him touch on, uh, the, uh, enlisting and conquering cancer and all that stuff. Uh, and, uh, this is the guy that, uh, and I talked about this in that first episode as well. This is the guy who, um, you know, he modestly says that he got, uh, you know, hit by a roadside bomb, but, uh, ho- only you, would pull out your phone right away and start filming yourself on the side of the road <laughs> and and the videos like all like hectic and crazy and you're like just got hit by roadside bomb it, hurts. it <laughs> really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your first concern is like filming it and <laughs> capturing the moment. <laughs> no
1: my first first concern was finding my Oakley uh, half chat or uh my M frames because Oakley's are not cheap and they're M frames. So they're like a hundred dollars. And so I asked my buddy, I was like, Hey, can you find my sunglasses? Because literally they were blown off my face and I broke my leg and uh, you know, nobody died in the truck, thankfully, but it, it was really close. And, uh, I was just, yeah, that, being uh, that in that hum- I mean,
0: yeah, that hum- just- didn't look too, uh, too good after that.
1: <laughs> No, the, the engine, you know, the front left tire was blown away. The engine was just completely destroyed and it was, uh,
0: pretty insane. So. Yeah. Just, just crazy. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, man, the, you could just see it in that little clip, that little video with you, like just capturing that moment and, you know, and realizing the pain that your leg was in and stuff, you could just see the adrenaline going through your body at that moment. I uh, it was just, uh, if, you know, I just uh, recommend everybody to try to track down that clip and, uh, and find it. It's uh, it's super cool to see that, uh, just the way you captured it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we said we touched there on your, uh, Uh, lawn care business and uh, a bit uh, about how you started there. So uh, like I said uh, in the introduction, if people want to get your whole story uh, and uh, everything you do surrounding lawn care, uh, it was in the podcast episode number 98. Uh, But uh, for this uh, episode here, we're going to be talking about snow. So tell me a bit about your uh, snow removal or snow clearing uh, business or service uh, as part of your uh, your village lawn service.
1: So with uh, owning the company, uh, we have to do snow because uh, most of our snow clients are also lawn clients. And uh, it kind of goes hand in hand because when it snows, you can't do landscaping anymore. You can't go out and mow yards um, just because there's several feet of snow. So you need that extra source of income. The bad thing about doing snow is you can't plan anything ever. Uh, unless you have a backup, but you know, I could be like, Hey, I'm coming over to your house tonight. And then, Oh, by the way, I can't because now it's going to snow or, Mm. Hey, uh, I want to invite you to, um, the wild game next Tuesday. And you're like, all right, sweet. I'm in. And then you're like, Oh crap, I can't. And this happened a week ago. And I'm like, yeah, Mm. man, uh, (laughs) I know you've got really good seats. First row, uh, you know, one of the sections first row and, but I can't, I have to plow and um, but, uh, snow plowing is a lot of fun, uh, for the most part and very hectic. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those uh, things where people expect it done yesterday and they're not like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Thank you for the work you do. Most yeah. people are, uh, it- it's kind of like the trash guy where it's like, you know, it's a thankless job. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically a thankless job yeah. where it's like people expect it done, mm-hmm. but not like, hey, I want to thank that trash guy for coming to get, you know, my trash every week. Or, hey, I'm going to thank that snow guy to come, you know, working at, you know, zero dark 30 to get, you know, the lots done. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and it's very. um, It has to get done for the rest of uh, the society to function, right? Whether it's your garbage or uh, the snow removal, right? The the city gets goes uh, uh, into a standstill if uh, that stuff isn't done, Uh, and uh, people are Uh, uh, are raising their pitchforks right away (laughs) if if that stuff isn't done.
1: I had, uh, what's it, last week, it stopped showing at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And by 2 o'clock, a lady calls me up. She's like, hey, where are you at? I need to go somewhere. I'm like, "Uh, everybody needs to go somewhere. Why didn't you call me a day or two before? If you've got, you know, X, Y, Z, I will, you know come make sure you get out. But we just started plowing at, let's say one 30, right. When it mm-hmm. stopped snowing and they're like, why aren't you here yet? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't be everywhere at once. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you just got to go through the motions. We don't get, um, a ton of snow on here on the West coast. Um, but we do usually get a day or two of snow. Um, throughout the you know for the winter season mm-hmm. uh and uh, yeah some of the things that you said there just i i know with my own family uh, that have done uh, snow removal and stuff it'll be like um you know days like uh it'll hit on christmas and it's like guess who's not here for christmas dinner with the rest of the family right because they have to work they have to go yeah. out there and do it and it's like the one day a year that it snows happens to be christmas this year or whatever right and it's we, like we that's
1: we were Christmas Eve one year and mm. I uh, I made sure I ran through places as fast as I could. No stops, no whatever. Made sure I got all my places done so I could be home as soon as the kids woke up. Let me tell you, I was so tired. I got my mm. route done in like record time. But mm. I was like, I need to see the kids face when they wake up. And that's that's the the one downfall about snow is, you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's, Thanksgiving, um, really any of those holidays, you just have to work it, but it is what it is. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Another, I mean, yeah. none, none, I can cry. I could cry about it. I could just sit there and just cry about it and then, you know, kind of suck it up and then go yeah. make some money.
0: Yeah. You could cry and it'd probably be really comfortable on your mattress of money from all that snow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just, just, uh, just balling outrageous. I'm like, so
0: So have you ever had those days where I remember, like I said, um, we don't get much snow here. I used to do some snow, not plowing anything. I used to do like push a snowblower, uh, and, uh, do, um, sidewalks mainly. Um, my uh, wife's, uh, Family member has a ton of snow contracts. He does all the parking lots, but he didn't have the manpower to do the sidewalks and stuff on these commercial lots and things. So he would subcontract me and some other people um, to go out there and do sidewalks and things. And I remember days doing it where he'd re- he give me literally a list of properties and just go, here, started this one <clears throat> and just work your way through till the end of the list. <clears throat> and it would be hours later when you were finally done that list but the snow hadn't stopped and it was like, okay, go right back to the first one and do it all <laughs> and do it all over. Yeah, again.
1: Uh, uh, those, those are the worst. I think last year, uh, one of the last snowfalls we got, it was like 20 inches. Uh, and it was a record in, was it March or April? It was one of the, I think it was April. It was a record snowfall. It was like 20,000 million inches. Um, <laughs> We worked for, yeah, 20,000 million inches, no big deal. Uh, We worked for, I think my brother was up for 40, no, 56 straight hours. I was up for 48 straight hours with one or two, you know, 10, 15-minute naps in my truck while just sitting there, you know, sitting up. I shut the truck off, and I would just go to sleep. And then when I'd get cold, I'd wake up and then just get going again because – you know, when you're up for that many hours, you just kind of kind of lose it. And uh, yeah, no, heavy snows suck. <laughs> I, I would like two to four inches every time Monday, or was it Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, so then I can have the weekend and I can plan stuff. I would like, that's what I would like. Yeah. So... I don't, I don't want this random, Hey, let's snow on a Tuesday. Then let's say Friday and then Saturday, you know, I just want two days a week, two to two to four inches. It's easy on my body.
0: So, <laughs> so before we started recording, you were describing. You said in that the in that little um, description there uh, about sleeping in your truck. And before we started recording, you kind of gave me a a visual of what that looked like. Uh, so maybe do that again and show me what it looks like. Oh, okay, so you sleeping in the truck. So, that, so if, if you're watching the
1: video, you can <clears throat> if if you. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll try to describe it, but if you're watching the video, you can, uh, here, let me. So you're sitting up in your truck like this. You know, you're sitting up back, you kind of cross your arms, and then you just let your head kind of like, kind of like sleeping on a plane. Yeah. you just kind of like, because. Because when you lay the the seat all the way back, and yes, that's really comfortable. But then you got to get that seat back to the right spot, and then you know you're just irritated for the like next two hours trying to get your seat. <laughs> now, now you're not touching the seat at all. You're just kind of sitting there, just kind of like arms crossed, sit, you know, kind of, you know, like sleeping on a plane. <laughs> yeah. But with sleeping on a plane, you can kind of sit your seat back a little, or you have your little oh neck pillow. Get a neck I need pillow. To get a neck-
0: <laughs> oh shit, that is brilliant um, yeah, yeah.
1: but I would sleep for like like 10-15 minutes maybe a half an hour and I would sleep like that then wake up and then I'm I'm recharged to go another 20 hours or something but yeah it's <laughs> I mean the work needs to get done and you know you're working all these crazy hours and I know some guys work four five six days after a snowfall and yeah. good for them and they probably make way more money than me but you know, at 35, I, uh, what is it? This is my 10th year doing this. And my body's just kind of like, Nope, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I got to, um, you know, kind of, I can't do, uh, was it last year I was doing 50 places. And now this year I'm doing like 40 places, mm. which is nice. Cause it's, it's less, uh, uh, for both residential and commercial. It's less times I have to pick up a snowblower and throw it in the back of my truck. It's less shoveling I have to do. It's, you know, it's less, but it's, yeah. it's still, it yeah, hurts. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that's funny that you say um, that uh, your body's like, nope, <laughs> at your age. Yeah. The that- With me, I'm in my mid 40s. So I'm thinking back, I haven't done snow stuff in probably 10 years. So that coincides with that age (laughs) of my body's age. Yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) if uh, if I could just sit in my truck all day, you know, nice, comfortable shoes on, nice, uh, you know, no jacket, just kind of sit in my truck and, you know, plow everything, that'd be, you know, different. But I have to get out and, you know, snow boots, snow pants uh, you know, jacket, gloves, hat, all that, and get out and shovel places, which, you know, for me, I can't find the good employees to, you know, help me out with all this. And two, Mm -hmm. you know, our business is both residential and commercial. I mean, it would be sweet to sit in a tractor or a truck or whatever you use, but I mean, it's also, I mean, I do what I can do. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny. It's, um, (laughs) Uh, with me kind of like a running joke when you know uh, customers uh you know they'll ask me how I'm doing and I'll be like you know complaining about some aches and pains and stuff and I'll be like uh, you know being from Canada hockey is like the big sport here and uh, I'll be like you know what I, I just I, I realize now why uh you know all the professional hockey players all retire at my age right it's just your body can't keep up it can't uh uh yeah. you know uh, go with it so uh Yeah, it's just crazy. No, that's that's true. Yeah, it's just I think back into my earlier twenties and uh, you know when I first started in the business and things like that, and it's like, um, and even other jobs that I had, and it's like, man, I can I can't keep up with that. You know, the amount of aeration's I used to do in a day and things like that. It's like, man, there's no way (laughs) I
1: could. No, and you know, it's like every year we I get a little older, and I'm like. I can't work these 15 hours, like during the summer, I can't work 15 straight hours anymore. I got to cut back or mm-hmm. or I'll be like my old man where, you know, he just looks funny and then he, he's hurting. And so I got to think about what I'm going to be like when I'm 60s. Let me tell you, when I was 25, I'm like, woo, just getting out of the Marine Corps. I was like, I could do this. You know, I'm, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then now I'm, you know, a little bit older. And like anybody, you know, you get a little bit older and you're like, yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So for snow removal or salting or any of that, whatever that it is that your company is doing, what equipment is involved?
1: So our company has trucks and, uh, um, oh, what is it? Trucks and snowblowers and shovels. Uh, we're okay. looking at getting a uh, four wheel drive tractor with reverse snowblower and a scoop in the front just to okay. help out next year. Um, but our new big, uh, purchase this year was a brine sprayer from, uh, Voight Smith innovations VSI. Okay. Uh, it's a 500 gallon, brine sprayer. And then uh, they helped us make our brine maker. Uh, Yeah. So uh, the reason why we went to brine spraying is one, you use a lot less salt. Uh, So I have a buddy that um, for the first four or five snowfalls, he's already used up like eight, nine, 10 tons of salt. And we've used two tons. And it does the same the same work. Cause you both, you can pre-treat and then post-treat, uh, units. Granted, uh, the brine sprayer costs way more than, uh, like a salter you buy in the back of your truck. Okay. Cause those salters in the back of the truck are, you know, like three, $4,000. Our brine sprayer was close to 10 with mm-hmm. the, all the extras and, um, But the nice thing with the brine sprayer is if you're not moving, it's not spray. So you see some trucks, you know, at, at streets and stuff where there's a huge pile of salt. You're like, that's such, because for every pound of salt you put down, you do a thousand dollars of damage. Okay, And that is, that is, uh, your clothes, my clothes, uh, the street, the yard, the water, the building, the, uh, the driveway, you know, it's everything. And it's a $1,000 of damage. So now we're, I mean, we've went through four tons of salt and everybody else has gone through, um, I I think my buddies hit 40 tons of salt and we salt Ah. about the same amount of, uh, uh, property. So Mm. now I'm using less and making a lot more because now we're, we're making our own brine at, was it like 15 cents a gallon Mm -hmm. instead of $150 per ton. So that's a huge, (laughs) it's it's huge and it works so nice because it it makes it so the snow doesn't bond to the, the surface. So now when you go and you plow, you get a better, uh, you know, it comes up and then you go back and then you spray, spray it again. And then forever, anything that, uh there's snow on it will melt that off and if there is no snow it just kind of sits there and it waits unlike uh the rock salt where you can throw rock salt down while well, then you walk in and then you kick it all over the place and one yeah. of my clients uh has huge groups coming in and out and they're like their cleaning bill has gone down just from this year because they don't have to clean up all the salt like that has come in. They don't have to, you know, redo all the other stuff. So they're really liking it. And I am so glad that we went uh, and got our, uh, our brine sprayer. It is amazing here. Let me, let me pull it up quick. So I will, uh, I will send this picture to you, but um, you should uh, also yeah, I'll send it. But if you're watching the video, you should uh, see our brine sprayer. Oh, man, maybe I don't have it on my phone. I do. So.
0: <laughs> so a lot with the rock salt, too. I always think, like, they're putting it on roads and stuff. And then, um, you know, traffic and stuff is driving over it. And, you know, it's sticking into people's. Okay, yeah, there you go. Oh, it's, it's,
1: uh, so, all, it's all. Dang. Wow. So and it's like I'll, uh, I'll getting,
0: it getting into people's, like, tire treads. And they're carrying it away. Yep. And, Uh, You know, and then uh, like you said, uh, there's not really control over it. Once it hits the ground, you see it where it's like bouncing everywhere and, um, you know, it ends up on the sidewalks and things like that as the the truck is going by where that brine is being laid down exactly where the operator wants it. Uh, And uh, yeah. And and there's
1: no, you know, with the rock salt, if it's not touching um, like, ice or any water whatsoever, snow or, you know, that it's not working. It's just kind of sitting there, which is nice, but then you can come in and kick it, kick it around, uh, with Brian. If it, if it doesn't touch anything, it sits there. Uh, and I've got a video where it shows like the new building we've got, uh, I, uh, there's an entrance to the two buildings. Uh, and we did our side and we did their side. And, um, the nice thing is it shows that my side started melting and their side just had tons of snow and you know an hour later uh, our side was completely clear and the other side had snow on it so i mean it's it's something new and some people are like new is bad change is bad but it's I mean, <laughs> change changes what you should be you know driving for in the company it's like well i've been doing this for the last 10 years and this works so that's great but like if you never had a website i mean you're like well i don't need a website you know blah 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 but if you don't have a website then you know that website is a change uh using apps are a change and the mm-hmm. brine sprayer is that change because these guys from Voight Smith Innovations started off making uh you know jerry rigged uh, brine sprayers and now their setup is amazing mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're, uh, local guys. They're a little younger than me in in uh, in Minnesota and I'm going down to see them here in a little bit because, uh, my Brian Spire is kind of broken, but you know, it's just, it's just a small little part that they have and yep. it needs to get fixed. So I'm going to go down and see them here as soon as this interview is done. And then they're going to fix it. And then I'm going to tell them about this great podcast. And they're going to be like, sweet, <laughs> high five. <snap.
0: laughs> That's awesome. So I've played around with Brian on a very tiny level, like uh, my own driveway type level. Yeah. Um, I started getting interested in it. Um, a few years ago, another guy locally um, that I knew was doing it. Um, But he was, um, you know, very in infancy. So he was making his own, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, truck system and stuff like that to be able to do it because there was nothing available at the time. Um, so I was, he was telling me sort of how to kind of do it. So I was doing it in a small scale, like I said, with like a five gallon bucket and some salt. And I I actually got my prop here, brought some props to, to show you. So my hydrometer, so I could check the specific gravity of my salt mixture. Um, (laughs) and, and I was using like a backpack sprayer and, uh, spraying it on the driveway stuff. And it worked Amazingly. I would, like, yeah. just spray it on the driveway, and it would start to snow, come down, and I'd look. And I remember, uh, I'll have to dig up pictures as well. I remember taking a picture of my driveway, like, in the middle of the snow. And it's clear, and all the neighbors' driveways are, like, covered in snow, right? Uh, and it was, yeah. like, perfectly and, and evenly clean uh, from having the, yeah. the salt brine on it. So, super... And that's, uh, and that's
1: nice, because... Uh, and then you uh, you you put some additives in it and then it works at a colder rate or it okay. works faster. And then there's, there's a whole, um, science behind it. And there's a guy, uh, his name is John Pajak. He's on Instagram. So follow him too. But he's the one I've called up. I was like, Hey John, um, what about this? And he's like, well, this, this, and this. And I'm like, hey, what about this? And he's like, well, you could use this, this, and this. And then it's always good to have that somebody else that knows a little more about it. Because uh, one guy was like, I'll never go in to brine spraying. It's it's only for pre-treat. Well, have you ever tried post-treat? Have you ever tried, you know? Well, they're like, well, what if it's negative 50? Well, it was negative 50 for like three or four days here this winter and nothing was working. I'm yeah, like, yeah. uh, nothing's going to work in negative 50. Okay. Yeah, Nothing, yeah. you know, you can throw this even rock salt won't work, but yeah, yeah. We, we just spike it with something. Then it'll work down to negative 10 or not spike it. And then it works down to like five or six degrees. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. and that's what the temperature of the ground is.
0: Okay. So, uh, touching on that, is that something that you have to, do you have to actually measure the temperature of the ground some way or are you just going? Yeah. By?
1: So we're, we're, uh, we're going to get a uh, little laser thermometer. They've okay, got yeah. one at the door, and uh, we're going to, you know, hit it and see what it is. Uh, once we spike it, then we're not too worried, and it's supposed to start warming up here maybe, okay. um, you know, starting next month and stuff like that. Everything will warm up, so we can just use straight up um, salt brine at, was it, twenty three, twenty three point three 23.3% is the ideal um, mixture you want just because um, you go too much salt and it will freeze faster and then not enough salt. It will just freeze. It's, it's that, uh, it's that magic, uh, that
0: magic window. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh that window there, just like you said. So you touched on the equipment for the truck as far as salt brine goes. So basically for uh, people, it's, it's like you said, your, yours is a 500 gallon tank. On the back of the five hundred
1: gallon tank.
0: So it's in strange. the back
1: of one of the trucks.
0: Yeah, so it's got sort of a, I guess a, a diverter on there with a, maybe a, a pipe with some, uh, either nozzles or, you know, holes or something. I'm Not sure exactly how that uh, so looks. It's, um, a th- it's a three. La-
1: it's a three lane boom, where okay. um, uh, it goes in the hitch and the the boom is uh, uh, what is it. It will spray down or two nozzles will spray off to the sides. It's really easy. When you're driving in your truck, uh, you've got the GPS unit to show how fast you're going and how much you're spraying. and So then you can drive along and if you're going through a parking lot and there's a car on the left-hand side, you shut off the left-hand boom. And then you turn it back on. And then there's a pre- and post-treat on the boom where you just move the hoses one side to the other and the guys at vsi have made this boom a lot easier now if you can back into something it won't destroy like their old boom they've got a really funny video on their uh on their youtube we were watching and laughing so hard we're like oh we could try this and (laughs) they destroyed their old boom and then their new boom and and they are, you know, making everything better. And then I've got a hose reel in the back of the truck where if I need to do um, sidewalks, and it's just like uh, uh, if you're fertilizing a lawn with liquid fertilizer, I would just walk along and just start spraying the sidewalk and stuff. So,
0: Cool. So you're, you are using the, uh, the brine for your sidewalks as well?
1: Yeah, sidewalks and parking lots. Uh, awesome. And it's, it's super nice because then – you know, it melts everything evenly and then yep. uh, it's less likely to have ice on it. And
0: people aren't tracking it into the buildings, like you said. Nope. And-,
1: and the the one client is absolutely uh, like, because they just built a new building and they're like, our old building and new building, we don't have to clean up as much. Yeah. I mean, people are still going to bring in snow if there's snow outside, but it's not like the salt going in throughout the whole building, destroying stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you touch there, obviously people are going to be thinking, okay, so that sounds pretty straightforward. You get a tank type unit on the back that's made for this. Sounds pretty uh, advanced with GPS units and being able to turn off, uh, you know, spray nozzles and stuff. When I, um, you know, uh, remember my friend doing it years ago, Um, you know, he basically had some PVC pipe with holes drilled in it and it, you know, and a pump spring the stuff out. So it was just, you know, and he could turn off yeah. and on the pump and it was just, you know, uh, letting the stream go, uh, throughout like, you know, 10 or 15 holes that he had drilled at the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, uh, it was working, but you know, things have come a long way, obviously. Um, but, uh, what about home or at the shop? Uh, if somebody wants to set up, what would they need? Because you talked about um, your uh, supplier there, um, you know, helping you set up a unit at home, a mixing unit or at your shop now um, uh, to get that done. So what's involved? Uh, so
1: you can, you, you can always go buy uh, brine uh, and we found a few places around us that would sell it and we will sell, uh, if you're in Minnesota, you know, I would sell you brine for, you know, X cents a gallon or whatever, you know, not too crazy. There was one place that they're like, yeah, we'll do it $1.50 a gallon, which at 500 gallons, you're looking at five, 600 bucks. But Mm -hmm. we're like, well, we spent the extra money to, uh, have our whole, you know, to make it ourselves. So then this way, you know, we've, we can just go mix our own, uh, and then, um, And then spray, I mean, really, what you need is the drive to, to, what is it, not pollute, I guess, as much. Okay. Because, you know, then you you give the brine to one of your employees. Let's say you have an employee and then they can't go out and waste 20 tons of salt. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't go out and, you know, just just destroy everything. Because when salt's just sitting around, you're just like, it's not doing anything. You can go pre-salt with the granular salts a place. Well, if anybody goes, touches that, that lot or whatever, uh, the sidewalk, they'll kick it around and it won't be as effective with Brian. You can pre-salt and then, you know, send one of your monkeys, one of your employees, you know, even if you did it yourself, you're not going to destroy. Um, I mean, that's, that's one. Two, uh, it's much easier to use. It's much easier. I mean, I had a friend look at it. He's like, oh, it looks, looks way too hard. No, uh, it's it's really easy. You turn a switch on, you drive, you turn another switch on. It will tell you how many gallons you use at each place. So then you can be like, all right. So at uh, Place X, I only use 10 gallons. At Place Y, I, I use 150 gallons. So then you know the next snowstorm you need, uh 160 gallons of product for those two yeah, yeah. places.
0: So what's exactly involved? What's the process of actually making it? And what would you require uh to buy to be able to make it as far as equipment goes or stuff like that. So uh
1: voidsmith Innovation makes uh, uh brine makers as well, but we kind of okay. built our own with uh uh, uh a 275 gallon tote and uh a like a hopper on top that uh, VSI had. And then some pumps. So what we do is we get a half ton of salt per 500 gallons, which is about the, or is uh, the the 23%. And we just load the top up with salt. And then we have it start going through and mixing. We turn on our, uh, our pumps and it just starts mixing everything. And then so is it
0: slowly like feeding the salt into the water so the, and the, the pumps the, are going?
1: The top uh, gets, let's see, the top has, uh, uh, it's an open top, and I've got a video of this where you put all the salt in it, and then it has these hoses that kind of pump the water in, and then oh, it's it okay. up, and then it goes through this overflow, and then it goes back down, and it kind of mixes that way too, and oh, then- okay about a it takes about a half an hour to mix 500 gallons so then we do that load it up in the back of the truck fill it up again and uh you know uh make another patch so yep. sometimes we make you know with a ton of salt we can make two different batches in like two hours or less which is okay. really nice and then um then we're able to go spray for Three or four snow events, and that's oh, wow. right now. And hopefully next year we can add on more because uh, more and more people are learning about brine. They're going to be like, "Hey, I want it for my uh, driveway too."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how many properties because- are you servicing with that uh, per snow event, so people can get an idea of? Okay, so you said uh, that that brine mix. So- yeah, we
1: do 10, 10, properties, uh, for our driveways, um, okay. that they're kind of assisted living houses. So they're, okay. they make sure nobody has, uh, a fall and yeah. then, um, the rest are commercial properties. And so we use, is it like less than 200 gallons on a post treat and around a hundred gallons on a pre treat and pre treat you use about a quarter the um the amount than you would for
0: the post treat okay so. oh, okay interesting uh so we talked about um the mixing of it having the holding tanks um you touched briefly uh with uh talking about that uh, guy saying uh, you know it looks too difficult to, to difficult because my question here was i uh, what's the difficulty level of doing brine uh, versus salt, but it sounds pretty straightforward. Uh, it is actually-
1: straightforward. It's, uh, uh, you know, if you're willing to learn on something, it's like when you buy a new mower, you, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like, well, I've never done a stand-up mower before. Or it's like when you bought your 36-inch walk behind, <laughs> you know. It, I bet you weren't a pro at it right away. Uh, but, you know, after <laughs> you, you learned and by next year, we're going to be even better. I mean, it's something... You just need to like, yeah, it looks fancy, but you break it down. It's super easy. And, you know, you get out, you do it. And
0: yeah. 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 Once you get, I guess, once you get into it, then it becomes uh, second nature. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, obviously the profit margins are going to be a lot, you, you know, huger than regular salt because of just the quantity that you're uh, using. Um, so are there anything things that people should watch out for potential problems uh that you've uh, come across that you weren't expecting uh with salt brine um
1: one was uh so if you get regular uh rock salt you just pull up you have it loaded in and then you can go spray the one is uh making it uh it takes takes a little bit but you know you know time that's fine um And then like the learning of the, how to use it is another thing that we're, you know, we're working on. So hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get it better. Uh,
0: Yeah. Is the, is the mixing of salt brine uh, something that's feasible for people to do at home? Like in their garage yeah. like if they were to have a holding tank, is it noisy having pumps and stuff going on if it's like the middle um, of the night and they're trying to mix it and um, uh, it you
1: wouldn't normal? you wouldn't mix it in the middle of the night uh so we've got a uh two uh two forty amp pump and okay. it's like a <laughs> you know and you use it, you could use a gas engine pump uh you mm-hmm. could use uh really any kind of pump i uh, a buddy of mine, he just kind of makes small batches, you know, 10, 15 gallons at a time. And that's what he uses right now. Uh, so you could use smaller batches. He's yeah. got a backpack. You could use a backpack. Uh, an, he uses a backpack electric sprayer like yeah. you would for, uh, um, yeah, the battery powered ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he uses to do all of his sidewalks and stuff. Um, which is really nice. Cause then it, does the even amount of spraying unlike the, the the pump backpack ones where you're like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold
1: on. I, I, and the, the flow is not the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you have it in your house, you just turn it on during the day when everybody, you know, is out. If you, you know, you have the garage space, I would, I mean, it's, it's something you could go on uh, uh, YouTube and make a, you know, uh, a unit of your own. It would cost maybe five, 600 bucks mm-hmm. and the totes and the pumps are the, uh, are the most expensive things. Yeah. And then all the hosing. So the pump, our pump was, you know, pretty expensive, but the guys at VSI, their pumps are, you know, better than what we got. But right now we couldn't afford that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for the brine, we were it was something I wanted to invest in for the last like five or six years, kind of like getting a a tractor, four wheel drive tractor. I've been wanting to get one. So hopefully in the next year or two, we can get one to help make everything go faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Like I said, uh, I had played with it uh, a bit on my own over the years um, with a small, um, you know, five gallon bucket and mixing it. And just even then it was, uh, I could see the, potential benefits because like I said, my driveway was clear. It was even. Um, but also, uh, I think I went through one bag of salt for my driveway and that bag lasted like two or three years, like a 20 kg bag, right. Of me making yeah. salt brine each winter for my driveway versus I would have probably went through bags of salt, uh, each winter, you know, putting salt down and stuff each time. Um so like everything that you're saying is resonating with the, my own personal no, it, small scale experiences with it. Yeah.
1: So so you're using less and you're doing more with it and which is nice because now we're not spending the oh, for simple math let's say a ton was $150 so now now uh, you know we cut out the let's say we did 10 15 tons so now we're cutting out thousands of dollars and we are saving all that money that uh, our brine maker and sprayer are paying off. Granted, uh, one of the guys was saying that the salt, uh, the salt spreaders in the back of the truck uh, uh, rust up really quick, mm-hmm. uh, have a year or two, and then a lot of problems go on with it. So, you know, that's another thing. It's like now our sprayer won't have the same problems except for now that, you know, something small happened, but it was... I think it was—I uh, don't know what it was—but we're gonna go get it fixed. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like a small piece, unlike the back of a salt spreader. Yeah, that yeah. it's like the whole shaft, the whole X, Y, Z. So, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. Know. And
0: the other, the other, um, I think potential or uh, ease is that um, you know you're you've got that mixture sitting in that tank versus a you know, in the back of your truck, uh, a big pile of salt or something that you may have or may not have gone through. And, um, yeah. you know, then the weather might change. It might start raining and then you've got that salt getting all wet and you've got to cover that, you know, make sure it's all covered. Yep. And stuff. Um, and like you said, you know, you can, um, have that salt mixture in there and you calculate what you've used, what you haven't used and how much you need for the next thing, but you're not, you know, pumping it out. It just sits in the, truck waiting for that yeah. next event, right yeah. it's ready, it, ready to go and it won't
1: it won 't evaporate, it will still be the same uh, uh, salt content it will be um, you know everything will be the same, so yeah, yeah. you just turn on the the agitator and have it agitate up for like five minutes, or we turn it on as soon as we leave our building, and by the time we get to the first place, we turn everything on, go through, spray it, it will melt off. Um, relatively quickly. I had a buddy come over to our shop and we had some snow on the ground and I was like, Hey, let's try this. So went out and we salted it and it didn't look like anything happened. And right when I left, like 10, 15 minutes later, it was all melted. I'm like, yes, this works so nice. I like, this great. because everybody wants everything done. You know, like yesterday you're like, Oh, you sprayed it on, but nothing happened. I'm like, Give it ten minutes, yeah and ten yeah, yeah. minutes later, it was all melted it looked it looked great,
0: so yeah, awesome um, I guess there's no uh, it's, it's kind of like uh striping along uh, with the more right when you see a, a a white tundra of snow, but you see that black top of the road perfectly clear <laughs> going through it right and it's yeah. like oh, you yeah, know it's like oh, that, that looks awesome it's uh, so well done so. How would you maybe some, share some tips with people on uh, securing clients for salting uh, or snow removal? Do you guys do plowing as well, or is it just the brining?
1: We do plowing. Uh, okay. We do a lot of plowing. Um, how to secure them? Uh, there's there's apps you can use if you're just starting out. There's two different apps, the the Plows app and uh, I, Snow Hub. I think are the two different apps that are growing a little bit. Um, That or Facebook Marketplace or uh, Google AdWords or you're just normal clients. Because if you're in a state that snows, a lot of people need both and a good website. Um, We were full as of September. And I know this next September, we will be full again. Uh, for brining, uh, we're gonna send out, hey, we're gonna start brining more places. So, one, it's safer. And two, uh, then I would, will do less shoveling because, yeah. uh, some people, you know, it will melt off one inch of snow, uh, if you go spray on it and it will melt off like a half an inch at a time. So that's, uh, that'll save us, you know, time. And I, the last, uh, what is it? Yesterday I'm sleeping for like an hour and a half after being awake for however long, you know, 24 some odd hours. And I miss 18 phone calls. (laughs) I was like, and it's all, it's people are like, Hey, can you just do a one-time thing? Which yes, but, uh, I can't physically make myself or my employees or my brother, you know, continue working more because, you know, there's a, there's that point where yes we make a lot of money when it snows we make about as much uh, money as what is it two weeks of lawn mowing per okay. snowfall and which is great but mm-hmm. we don't know when it's going to snow and like I was telling you we went six weeks without it snowing and you're just like oh crap how am I going to pay the bills and now we're looking at you know seven eight nine snowfalls this month alone and the month's not even over with yet it's over with like what next Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Next next Friday. So a week that we could have three or four snowfalls. So it's really good money, but then, you know, you can't predict when you're going to, uh, when you have to, if it's Christmas or whatever holiday. And, yeah, yeah. but the best is referrals. If you can get people that, um, you're working with now, uh, to get into snow. And if you're thinking about snow, I mean, it's good and bad all at the same time. You can't go on vacation. You can't uh, plan anything unless you have someone, you know, for you to back up. So I don't know. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so with your um, uh, s- s- brining and salt and even the um, plowing and all the, the winter stuff, basically um, you, I would assume that you use contracts for customers. So Uh,
1: half our, half our places or all our places are on contracts. Some of them are, uh, monthly and some of them are by the time. So when it does snow a lot, then we make more. And if it doesn't snow, we're still having a lot of the bills paid. Okay. So, um, very simple math. Let's say our bills are, you know, 20. We have at least, let's say 10, uh, to pay half the bills. So okay. then all we need is like a, was it two snowfalls? Cause we make somewhere around $6,000 every time it snows. Okay. That's just so, by the time
0: places. So is that, um, what they refer to as having like a retainer to retain your services in case of a snowfall? So like, I, cause I've heard like some guys locally here that do do it because it is so temperamental Uh, whether it's going to snow or not going to snow. But when it does snow, you have a million people. It's supply and demand. So they have in their contracts, their customers will actually pay an extra retainer or bonus to say, Hey, yes, I am guaranteed that you are going to come and do our lot um, as part of. Um,
1: uh, It it snows enough where we've got enough monthly places because then people are like, Hey, Hey, I know that this season will be another simple math. It will be a thousand dollars for the season for the five months. So about $200 uh, a month. So everybody, some people like that. Some people like to play the the gambit of, Hey, uh, is it going to snow or is it not going to snow? And we'll pay, you know, $50 a time for, uh, for you to come and take care of my plays. But like this month, you know, eight times that's 400 bucks. Unlike someone else that is, you know, $200 a time, you Mm kind of average it out in 10 years, everybody's going to be about paying, excuse me, paying the same. But, uh, but if it, if you're in an area that it snows, sometimes a retainer would be perfect because you still have bills you have to pay. And I'm not going to sit around and wait for, uh, for you and you don't uh, help me out. I'm not going to be like, Hey, yeah, I'll take care of your place where it doesn't snow that much. Kind of like, you know, you on the West Coast or like, I would say down South, um, uh, where is it like in Missouri or Kansas where it snows every once in a while, but not like up here where I'd be like, yeah, I need a retainer plus X. Uh, That would be a a great thing because then, you know, you still have bills you have to pay if you know about it or not. And, you know, you don't want to be like, hey, I'm going to wait around all year for you. And then you get there and it's done. You're like, what? I thought we were uh, working together.
0: Yeah, yeah. So So you mentioned there like doing some, uh, you do on residential driveways and stuff. So is there um, any types of surfaces that you can't use it on? Like, is it dangerous putting brine or salt uh, on a residential driveway? Um, do you have to plan uh, for contingencies there as far as, uh, you know, if a person has a, um, exposed aggregate driveway versus a blacktop driveway, you know, that sort of stuff?
1: Uh, the aggregate driveway, I wouldn't, yeah, no, I, I don't think we plow any of those. You could totally spray that, uh, the blacktop and concrete driveways. It's perfectly safe for that. Um, but it's like any salt where you put too much down of anything on that, you'll destroy it. But, um, I mean, we a lot of our blacktop driveways that we do, Brian, are great. Because then when the sun comes out, it helps melt it even faster. And then yeah. uh, I was driving by and uh, there's two places next to each other. One is perfectly black and the other one still has a bunch of white snow on it. So it works out really Uh, really good. And then, you know, the client's happy about it. And, you know, yeah. Yeah.
0: So do you, um, on that note, uh, in your contracts or anything, do you mention anything about uh, liability as far as damage to driveways and that you're not responsible if the customer is asking you to put product down on their driveway? Do you sort of... Uh,
1: uh, I don't, none of our stuff will destroy it. Like, I mean, it would be, 30 years down the road, there's nothing that we would put on a driveway that will, you know, really okay. destroy We're not going to throw the, uh, what is it? Water softener salt. Have yeah. you ever seen people throw water softener salt mm-hmm. down in the ice? It it's that will put craters in any surface. I saw someone do that. I'm like, why? And it, it said great for, uh, putting down on, you know, ice on the surface. And I'm like, water, water softener salt, is made to destroy your, um, no, it's not made to destroy but it will destroy your concrete and your asphalt. None mm. of the stuff we use will, will destroy it. I mean, it technically nothing's good to put on your surface, but this yeah, is yeah. a much better than, you know, water softener salt or, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then, um, along the lines of, I'm, uh, sure that you're you 're obviously um, with your lawn care business um, insured, um, so are there any other uh, precautions or clauses that people need to think about in regards to the insurance they may have with their lawn care business if they 're going into salting and snow stuff because there's the liability now is you know if you 're cutting somebody 's lawn. I mean, the liability is a lot lower a than lot less, yes. if you're responsible for a commercial property and putting uh you know the sidewalks clean so that uh, you know the public isn't slipping and breaking a hip
1: so so we put it in our contract not liable for uh, ice because we can't be at a property 24 hours a day to monitor unless someone wants to pay us and then I would go sit there happily for 24 hours to make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't ice but no one's going to pay me for that so I can't you know I don't know if it was my fault your fault whoever's fault it was to make the, the ice uh to the insurance for uh was it snow is as much more than lawn just because um, you know, you could back into uh, another car or you could hit, you know, a side of a building or, um, you know, anything. You could just take out a lamp or, or a light post or something like that. Um, so I would make sure if you're going to get into this to make sure you have the right insurance because there's a lot of guys out there that have no insurance and then they mm-hmm. go and they destroy, you know, your house and they're like, well, well, nothing I can do about it, you know, bye. And you're like, yeah, what? But... Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, insurance is a huge thing, and you might never use it, which is great. But then, you know, always worst case scenario. You know, do you like where you live? If the answer is yes, you'd want insurance. <laughs> if you're like, well, you know, my mom's place is all right. So then, no, don't get an insurance. And <laughs> when the mom's coming, you go find a new house. It's a yeah, yeah. you we'll know, it give you uh, three three meals a day and a workout and a bed and maybe a TV. <laughs> Too. So, it, I mean, maybe like, a boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a boyfriend.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a guy I know locally that uh, was doing that salting and, and stuff and doing um, a commercial, small commercial property. And, uh, you know, somebody, a patron of the business came, slipped apparently, hurt themselves, and then sued the property. And then the property in turn then sued. This person I know because he was the contractor responsible for doing it. And he did the assaulting. He did all of that. But the person, you know, still slipped, right? So they came after. It didn't cost him anything because he was insured. So yeah. ultimately, you know, the insurance company uh, paid uh, the damage stuff. But that's always that risk, right? And if he wasn't insured, then like you said, right, uh, he'd, they'd be going after his house and yeah and all that and that's
1: that's a problem where you know people will slip and fall regardless but you know you can't walk the same uh, i was reading a book the other day where they were in uh what is it uh in russia and where everybody does the uh kind of the shuffle kind of yeah. like a like a skating shuffle because uh if you try walking you might slip and fall i'm like, like that's what everybody should be doing here it's like yeah. you know people need to if you're in a place where it snows, there will be ice and yeah. just be careful. I mean, it's not anybody else's fault, but yours for falling because you could have yeah. parked somewhere else or you could have done something else. But, yeah. you know, we live in the time where it's it's not my fault. It's got to be your fault.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, when he, this person told me about this, I was just like, I was kind of mind like blown, but I was like, I guess it makes like, sense, like, I can like, understand somebody suing. Like, it doesn't come as a surprise. But for me, it'd be like if I went to a commercial property and was going grocery shopping and I came out and I slipped on the sidewalk. I would just be like, okay, like I'm embarrassed that I slipped. It's not the it's not the business's fault that I slipped. It's winter time. It's yeah. It's, they've made their effort. You can see that there's salt on the ground and things like that, or or yeah, there's, whatever. There's going
1: to be ice, and that's why that's on our on our yeah. contracts, it's we're not liable for ice because I don't know if it's going to warm up to fifty degrees tonight and then yeah. tomorrow get down to like negative three. Well, when it gets Cold, of course, everything's going to melt and then freeze again. And you know, I can't, I can't be there 24 hours a day. And and if they've done their due diligence, I mean, someone's going to fall, and that person, I would, I would be laying there more embarrassed that nobody saw it than yeah. falling and be like, did it really happen? It's like a tree falls in the wood and nobody's around. Yeah, did it really happen? You know, yeah, it's yeah. Like I fell. Did anybody see it? Do uh, help do that this slow golf clap, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, good, thank you. You know, it's like when people hurt themselves, it's, that's funny. And yeah, I would yeah. laugh and hopefully someone would laugh when I fell, but yeah, you can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the takeaway would be just to make sure though, cause as a contractor, you have to protect yourself. Just make yeah. sure you have the proper insurance in place that you're covered in that event. But also, yes. um, because I haven't heard this from anybody else and you, you know, uh, raised that point is, uh, putting in your contract that you're not responsible for that because of that. So that just sort of adds that extra layer, uh, your first line of defense there saying, Hey, we're not responsible because we can't control mother nature and all that stuff. We can come out, you know, we
1: can't be there 24 hours a day unless you want to pay me 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I will go down to one place if they pay me 24 hours a day.
0: And you'll do your truck sleep.
1: (laughs) I would totally just sleep there and be like, hold on, there's some ice. And oh, the the property would be by far the best looking property because I I would be there 24 hours a day but you know it's not going to happen
0: yeah that's like me with uh I talk about um I do a ton of what I call uh, lawn renovations here because we get a lot of rain that uh, leads to a lot of moss uh so in the spring it's this you know process of going to people's lawns i go and put a moss control down wait about a week for that to work then i'll power rake it i aerate it reseed the entire thing fertilize it put some lime down and then top dress it with soil and all that stuff and i tell people like here's a huge process um i can i guarantee what i'm going to do that i'm everything that i'm telling you here these steps i guarantee i'll do it but i can't guarantee the result because the result depends on you after i leave i can't sit here for six weeks and make sure that you're watering the lawn and that uh, it's not drying out and all that stuff but if you follow these instructions there's no reason why it shouldn't you know work and, no, and good, but totally I can't true. guarantee those results because once I yeah. leave, if you call me in a month and say, well, nothing happened and you didn't water the lawn for a month. Oh, I'm not responsible for that. I did everything. You know, I put down the seed, yeah. I put down the fertilizer, you know, it just, just add water. That's all you need and make sure it's not. So I can see that part of it that like now thinking about that totally makes sense about, you know, you're doing the process, but you can't be ultimately responsible because it's out of your hands. The. You know, yeah, like you true. said, the uh, the the weather and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, in uh, as far as uh, the snow removal and thing, any takeaways um, that you've learned? What would be your best piece of advice for somebody wanting to get into uh, salting or snow removal or brining? Um, would you say to uh, uh, if is it feasible to like just do brining, or do you need a, a plow? to go with that, or should they start out with a plow first and then add? Ooh, I got you thinking. Uh, I, would
1: <laughs> I, I would start with a plow. I would start with a It would be great just to be brining, to yeah. be subcontract, and all I do is go out and spray brine. Uh, yeah. That would be super sweet. Uh, I bet you could do that. Um, you start off, all you need is to be hungry and a truck. Truck with a mm-hmm. snowblower, and then you move from the truck with a snowblower to a plow and then from the plow to, you know, whatever else you want, you don't need the fanciest stuff right away. Uh, one of my buddies that uh, does this, he he was using his truck and two snowblowers. And now this year he got a, a new truck with a plow on it and, and snowblowers. And then he's going to slowly uh, build up his business that way. And another buddy has like five or six trucks with uh, all the plows on it. But make sure when you get a plow, you get the same brand because, uh, this way, if your plow on truck one goes down, you can use uh, truck two's plow or if truck two goes down and truck one's plow goes down, you can switch. We run all Western. Uh, okay. So we have a Western straight blade, a wide out, the wide out XL, I think. And then the prodigy. So any of those plows goes on any four of our trucks at any time that I can, I can switch off and yeah, yeah. which is great because then, you know, we can use the same things uh, instead of like getting a boss plow and then a a Hinnaker and a Western. Well, if one of those plows breaks down, then you're, you know, you're kind of SOL. So you just kind of stay stay with the same same brand and find a brand that you like and one that someone's close by that can work on it. Because usually usually when the plow breaks down, it's like a lot of snow and you're like, oh no! (laughs) So you want to make sure place is somewhat close, not like a two-hour drive away. Um, Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's a a brand they stock and probably have parts for. Yeah, and
1: and, um, I never, ever buy used plow truck. My thing to everybody out here... Uh, never buy a used plow truck unless it's some old guy that just does his one place because you don't know who has driven that plow truck and you get in and you start driving, you could break down because yeah. I know we beat up, beat up on all of our trucks and I own my truck and I'm like, I wouldn't buy my truck from me, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, yeah. I know what kind of mileage I put on this and how many, you know, Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
0: the beating it takes, um, on that note, any minimum truck requirements for somebody wanting to get in? Cause I know guys, if they're just plowing, I've seen guys with, uh, you know, half ton trucks and they sell plows with half ton trucks and they're successful with that. I've seen people I, with little Ford Rangers and little plows, you know, doing some commercial thing. And I guess Tomas. with the, yeah, and I guess with the, with the brine, it would depend on the scale and how many gallons. Uh, you know, if you're just doing residential so properties and you've got like fifty gallons of brine,
1: brine sprayers. they, they would um, the skids are for the back of like three quarter ton or one ton trucks. I bet you could get smaller ones, custom made for the smaller trucks. Uh, I started out plowing in a 2003 Chevy 1500 short box, regular cab. And that truck never got stuck. I loved mm. it, but they don't make half ton trucks for plowing anymore. They make them more like cars. Yeah. And that's kind of a sad thing where it's like, I, I don't need, you know, a one ton truck for plowing, but they don't make the, um, uh, the snow plows the same anymore. Mm. Um, I mean, a a Tacoma would be awesome or a little small, uh, Ford Ranger. If you are in a small spot, like in the city of St. Paul, it gets kind of tight to get in and around. So a little Tacoma or a little half ton truck is fine. If you're doing huge lots, a three quarter ton or one ton truck, uh, is fine and gas or diesel. Well, how much money do you have to spend right now? I have, I run gas, my brother runs diesel and they both push the same. Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. care what anybody says, We can push the same amount of snow, about the same speed. He just gets a little bit of gas mileage, but then he pays more for diesel and maintenance and all this other stuff. Mm. So, it's just kind of, you know, catch 22. If you're a diesel person, that's awesome. If you're a gas person, that's awesome too. So Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's uh, some good points there. Uh, And sometimes it's not... You know, it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the getting the biggest truck and the thing I'm going through that right now with my truck is having some issues and getting older and I'm thinking about replacing it and I'm going, do I really need a three quarter ton truck? I don't plow. I don't do heavy, big towing. I tow a small little landscaping trailer, mainly with a 21 inch. Yeah, I'd go, small, yeah, you know, I'd go and, the
1: smallest if, if,
0: and diesel if here, they made it, yeah, like, I bet I go well. I go to the gas pump. It's, when I go to the United States, it's, it's always like a, a dream for me when I have to fill up with gas because like every pump has diesel. When I go here in Canada, first of all, the closer I get to the main city like Vancouver, it's like most yeah. gas stations don't even sell diesel. So you have to go out farther. So I'll go out farther to like the sticks uh, and then the gas stations will start to have diesel, but they'll have one pump and like 10 gas pumps. And yeah. that one diesel pump will be in the middle of two gas pumps. And there'll be always somebody filling up, even though every gas pump is empty, there'll be one person sitting at the gas yep. pump, walking the diesel. And I always have to wait just, you know, and there's all these pumps and I'm like, come on, man, just like give diesel its own little, you got one pump, give it its own little (laughs) island.
1: If I wasn't doing uh snow at all, I would have a half ton truck because they, they pull just as fine as a three quarter ton or one ton. Yeah. I couldn't pull a huge skid, but okay. Then, you know, that's why I have other trucks. But if yeah. I mean, I'd always go smaller because a half ton truck, it's much better gas mileage and can pull my small trailers just the same. Uh, you know, so if you're just starting out, half ton truck is all you have, then Hey, go with that. If you uh, have a three quarter ton or one ton, Hey, that's great too. Um, I mean, it's,
0: it's you work no, with what you got. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. You work with what you got. I mean, uh, I read an article, this guy from, Oh, where was it? this kid went from whatever state to uh, Seattle and was just crushing it because he had a plow truck and he could make X amount of dollars. So you know, that kid was hungry and he made said like $2,000 an hour because nobody had plow trucks in Seattle. Wow. So he was out there just crushing it. So, yeah. I mean, you have what you, you know, work with use what, you got. what you have.
0: Awesome. So, awesome. So that was, uh, the last uh, sort of question i had there uh, if people want to um uh, you know uh, follow village lawn service how can they find you
1: uh add village lawn um through all the instagram uh what is it facebook uh google plus it's add village lawn Okay, so that's, awesome. uh that's how you follow me if you want to find the video of uh, after the uh um what is it uh, the
0: roadside uh, the uh, I-
1: but, uh, yeah. Just hit me up and I, I can uh, send you a link to it. It's uh, it's actually it's quite funny, just because you know <laughs> I am an infantry marine and uh, doing what infantry marines do is just have a good time even uh, in the face of uh, of danger. So
0: awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend everybody to watch that video. That's awesome. So thank you very much again, Dan, for coming on to the podcast uh, for the second time. Uh, really appreciate- second
1: time. <laughs> I got to figure out how to get on the third time. <laughs> you
0: thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. And hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed interview episode with Dan Albrecht from Village Lawn Service. Dan just dropped a ton of knowledge bombs there about, uh, you know, different winter options that you can add to your existing lawn care business. And I want to thank Dan uh, not only for uh, taking the time out uh, and volunteering to come onto the podcast for a second time, but also for demystifying, uh, you know, salt brining and what that is all about And, uh, you know, that it isn't uh, all that complicated uh, once you get into it and, uh, you know, you get yourself all set up and uh, just how, uh, you know, you can take advantage of those uh, just monstrous profit margins over just uh, doing uh, standard salting. So thank you again for uh, uh, Dan to uh, come onto the podcast and uh, give us all that great information. I'll leave uh, links in the podcast show notes uh, to uh, Dan's Instagram account. And I would implore you guys to all go over there and follow him there. Uh, he's always uh, very active in the stories and uh, just a, a fantastic account to be following. Uh, as well, I'll leave a link to uh, Dan's uh, YouTube channel. He's got uh, a good handful of videos there available as well that you can uh, uh, watch and, uh, you know, see what uh, Village Lawn Service is all about. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.